feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, well, the heat is coming down on Hunter Biden, the president's first son. He has been fighting everything. Testimony on Capitol Hill. We've seen a lot of theatrics in that department. And now he's also saying, you know, why am I getting charged with these issues with the taxes? Why am I getting charged with the gun charge? And today we heard back from the prosecutor's office reports, of course, that the prosecutor is not having any of this. The prosecutor is like, are you kidding me? Uh, This is ridiculous. And it came out that in a report recently, when they went back on the gun holder, the pouch of the gun that they were having. And remember, the whole issue goes back to the fact that when he signed to get the gun license, you have to say, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not on drugs at this time. I'm not a drug addict. No problems whatsoever. And he checked. That is correct. That's the big issue. That's what he got charged with, falsification on the gun. He should not have been able to have a gun. Because even by his own accounts, if you read the book that he wrote, he talks about himself being high as a kite and all these problems by his own admission in his own book. And, you know, who could forget this line? This is one of my favorites, guys, the old uh, cocaine parmesan debacle. You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know. Isn't that hysterical? You know, boy, that sounds like somebody who really has their wits about them. And so it comes out today that the prosecutor in the case, David Weiss, who certainly was working on that sweetheart deal and bending over backwards to help Hunter Biden and the Biden family, so it seemed, until he was called out by the judge. Remember that whole deal? And it turns out that the prosecutor said, you know what, uh, 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 there really is a basis. Uh, you did lie on your gun form. Uh, you did, obviously, remember the gun showed up? Remember, this is the, you know, we're talking about uh, like, you know, this is uh, as the world turns like a soap opera because he ends up dating his brother's widow and she gets in a fight with him. She takes his gun. She throws it in a dumpster near a school. What could go wrong there? Then they find it. And then there was this allegation that maybe it wasn't reported, that the Secret Service and others were covering it up. Boy, sounds like special treatment. And now Hunter's saying, again, no, I wasn't high as a kite, even though he writes in the book that he was high as a kite for during that time period, those years. And in addition to all of that, now David Weiss is obviously so embarrassed that he was called out. Remember the whistleblowers came forward and said, oh, there are all these issues. And he let all these, you know, charges elapse, uh, the statute of limitations. So now it comes out in a report that David Weiss is saying, Mm-mm-mm, 
guess what? There is a justification for the charges against you, Hunter Biden. And we even found gun residue in the uh, Coke residue in the gun pouch. We found it as recently as last year. And that was like five years after the fact. So there must have been quite a bit of Coke at that time. Now, let's just throw it out there, guys. We still don't know what happened to the Coke at the White House. We have no idea whose Coke it is. Remember the Coke caper that happened about a year ago? And suddenly it was like, oops, case closed. We don't really need to look. There happened to be no cameras there. It's only the most watched uh, probably building in the world, the White House. But in that particular section, there wasn't a camera. We have no idea who it was. And remember, Hunter left you know, a few days earlier with the dad. There are just a lot of questions there. Nobody knows who, obviously, who had the coke. We may never know because they didn't really seem to want to investigate it. But now we're finding out that on that pouch of the gun where Hunter says, oh, I wasn't on drugs, there happened to be coke there. So now they are coming back, David Weiss, who's getting a set of cojones finally and a spine and is coming back and saying, uh, actually, there is justification for this falsification on the form. Uh, there is a felony here, and this is a major issue. So uh, don't try to fight this and try to smear us and make it sound like it's a trumped-up charge. Uh, uh, ha, ha. No uh, syphilis there. <laughs> no clap there, <laughs> according to James Carville. Uh, you know, but anyway, they were sitting there saying, all of this, it's interesting to see where it's going, and maybe it's a sign that justice is finally going to be served. We'll talk about that more later on, and also talk about what happened with Daniel Penny in court today. This is this hero Marine veteran, remember, who got on the subway in New York. Uh, the guy with the mental history, Jordan Neely, gets on the train, starts going after everybody, making these threats, uh, throwing his clothes, throwing things. Daniel Penny steps in and he gets bad news in court today that now the case is going to go to trial. It's not going to be dismissed. Uh, So much for being a good Samaritan and standing up. I worry what the repercussions are going to be for a long, long time in that case. Meantime, we're also talking about President Trump here on the Rita Cosby Show because President Trump is now getting some accolades in interesting places. You would not expect in Davos, of course, which is sort of the liberal elite of liberal elite. All right. And so Jamie Dimon, he is the CEO of J.P. Morgan, uh, very, you know, highly regarded, of course, in the business world. And he's on CNBC and they start asking him, well, you know, Trump this, Trump this, Trump that, uh, you know, trying to almost Rachel Maddow him. And he comes back, what turns out to be big compliments for President Trump on the economy, border, the way he handled NATO and some other things. Take a listen, because this is raising a lot of eyebrows. We've got this great hand, but when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and But I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. Now, if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he, yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. 
And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite a bit. And, I mean, you know, the Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not, hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really, like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? I mean, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Wow, that was really interesting. Uh, and you could tell the uh, CNBC host was like, uh, 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 that's uh, not really what we wanted to hear. You know, <laughs> not what we wanted to hear. Wow. Uh, so you have people like that and others saying, you know what? Yeah, maybe they didn't like some of the things Trump said or how he phrased it or the little barbs or whatever. Uh, but when Trump gets in the race, he A, plays for keeps and also... Uh, they're looking at the economy saying, you know what? It was pretty good under President Trump, and people are very worried where it's headed now. They're looking at the border and saying, yeah, uh, it was a lot better under President Trump, uh, and looking at what is now a wide-open southern border that is so dangerous uh, for everybody's sake, and saying, you know what? Uh, maybe what's going on in the world where people sense weakness and they see volatility and they see vulnerability by this president and the way he has handled or lack thereof with Iran, uh, with Hamas, with Hezbollah, with the Houthis. Uh, you could go on and on and on. And they're saying, you know what? Maybe we'll take uh, a little bit of a mean tweet versus a mean terrorist. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Bill. Uh, Bill, I understand you got a comment on James Carville and that comment of the day. Go ahead. Uh, yes, ma'am. I uh, I thought it was quite interesting that Mr. Carville uh, made some comments about uh, the cuts on uh, President Trump's hands. Well, I think Mr. Carville has been drinking a little too much of the Louisiana swamp water to make that comment. And as far as his uh, checking with other distinguished MDs to confirm that um the president has that illness, I think that Mr. Carville's the one who really has the secondary, if not tertiary, syphilis. <laughs> you, know, you. I, you know what, Bill? It is a doozy. I want to play it for everybody because it, it is just an astounding comment that somebody uh, who has some credibility, usually has these lines, but usually doesn't like say something that's like so unbelievable uh, but but here is the uh, the raging Cajun, James Carville. Listen to this again. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, th- th- there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts, and you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right, I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. That is quite an incredible, incredible comment. That indeed, uh, James Carville is really throwing it out there just because there's cuts on Trump's hand. Uh, boy, is this guy? Uh, are they looking for whatever they can? Let's go to Andrew in Stanhope. Andrew, your reaction to this outrageous comment. The irony is that uh, isn't Carville the one who uh, said with Clinton 
lying about sex. Uh, that's not lying. Lying. He's sex. Talking about sex. That's not lying. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Uh, Actually, you're right, Andrew. And that's a pretty good Clinton uh, Clinton impersonation <laughs> there, too, Andrew. Not that good. That was supposed to be Carvel. Oh, I thought it was, was Clinton. Okay, well, then it wasn't CNN, that good. <laughs> like, that's not lying. That's not lying. That's not He's lying. Talking about sex. That's not lying. Yeah. Oh my God, so that is yeah. one for the record books, though, Andrew. It's like that. Let's let's see what else we can say about him. I mean, that is that is the craziest, craziest comment. Let's go to Stan. Line two, Stan. Even you got to say this is outrageous. <laughs> Stan, what is your what's your take on that? Cla- we should all clap. We should all clap for the clap that he just said. <laughs> Stan, you gotta laugh. That is an incredible statement. Well, hey, oh, I'll on. tell you one thing. <sighs> that orange glow, you gotta start wondering what the hell is it? Uh I don't know. I think it's a clap glow is it a clap glow? <laughs> I have no, I, that's that's from left field, but I'll give Jim you know, he's drinking a little uh, New Orleans bourbon or something. But uh, the point is that uh the vice president of the United States will be on the ticket with President Biden. And I've asked you to do some homework. Did you find out if Rudy will be on the ticket or a lake uh, from Nevada? I think it's one of the two. Uh, did you find out anything? You know what? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't think it's going to be Rudy. I do think, by the way, we could use somebody like Rudy with the law and order. That's for sure. Uh, Carrie Lake. Here's here's what I think. I think he may pick a woman. I think he's going to pick a woman or an African-American Somebody maybe with, you know, somebody with maybe a great story. Uh, I sort of feel like he's going to take a woman. I don't know. Uh, now, do you do you think he's going to pick Carrie Lake? He, I mean, I think well, he could, she's a fighter. I like Carrie. Well, uh, no, uh, look, she, she agrees with him. Or she, she's hip to him to, and so forth. She gets along with him. But I still look, I don't think he's going to pick that woman from uh, Arkansas, the governor there. I don't, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, she doesn't add nothing to the ticket. He, he wants dynamite, and he wants something that's blow, like dynamite. It's either Rudy or it's Carrie Lick. Who else? You think he'll pick her? Who's he going to pick? Well, you I, said an African-American. I don't know any other than that guy in the Senate. Who? There's nobody. There's no black governors. Well, Ooh. hang on. There's a, well, first off, from well, for for an African American on that side, it could be it could be you know Tim Scott. <laughs> it could no. Either. I can name a whole bunch. Byron Donalds, a Florida congressman. Uh, also Ben Carson, who he knows, who was HUD secretary under him. Uh, you know, and he's got an amazing story. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch. There's actually a, a wider bench than you think, Stan. But but we'll see. He might pick a woman. Um, there's a, there's a, I'm hearing also like Christy Nome. I've heard Elise Stefanik's name thrown out there. Um, I mean, I think, I think there's a couple different ones that are in the hopper. I, I honestly think people close to him, I don't think they know yet either. And they seem to think that Trump has maybe narrowed the list. I know he said publicly he knows who it is. They think that he, he maybe doesn't know yet, that he's sort of waiting. And he doesn't have to decide yet, but they think maybe soon after Super Tuesday we may get a good idea. Uh, and obviously all systems go. But I, I think there's actually a couple different choices. He's certainly going to pick, I think, somebody who's loyal to him, but somebody who can also, listen, uh, he wants to have uh, somebody help, I think, with uh, suburban women voters. I think that that's one of those points that if you look at just from a pure polls perspective, that would be a good thing. and Or somebody who has a great life story. Listen, Ben Carson, his life story from Detroit's amazing. Tim Scott's story is amazing. Uh, I mean, there's some people who really are just, you know, incredible 
inspirations. Um, and he could kind of go either way. I think one of those names right now uh, is in the hopper. Some people say that they uh, will we'll talk about that, too. I don't know. I don't I see him more somebody in the cabinet, uh, but we'll see where it goes. Stan, thank you. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, this is a Leonard Skinner song. You can't go wrong. You know, I went to University of South Carolina. You know we know Leonard Skinner. Has to do with smell. We are talking about James Carville, talking about what he says, the sores on Trump's hands that are probably some tiny little cuts. He says is a clap or the syphilis. Are you kidding me? I mean, this just shows how desperate the Democrats are. Let's go to Mimi. Line five, real quick. Mimi, your thoughts. Hi. Hi. I, I think it's either um, frostbite or he dug his fingernails into his palm in the court. And um, that's an, you know, Mimi, that's an interesting point. I, I, by the way, I brought up the cold weather because that is obviously something. And you're right. Maybe he was digging his fingernails going, I can't believe I'm back in court again. That would drive anybody crazy, dealing with his crazy court schedule and the flying and the traveling. I mean, calling it the clap, that is crazy. Rita Cosby is on. So caught up in you and the message there was little girl. Well, I think President Trump, there's a good chance he may pick a woman for the ticket. Uh, He might also pick an African-American. There's some really powerful African-American conservatives with some extraordinary life stories. I brought up Ben Carson, also Byron Donalds of Florida, the congressman. 
Also, I think about Tim Scott, his story that in his lifetime uh, went from cotton to Congress. Remember his grandfather picking cotton raised by his mom. I mean, there's all these incredible stories. Uh, And boy, uh, both of those guys are so impressive. Uh, Ben Carson going, you know, from uh, literally uh, the wrong side of the law in Detroit and his mother giving him a book and him saying, oh, gosh, I want to learn. I want to learn to be the guy who was one of the greatest uh, neurosurgeons in the entire world. Uh, So, I mean, there's some really amazing people out there. It'll be interesting to see who President Trump picks. And in the meantime, uh, they are throwing barbs every single direction. It's getting very heated with him and Nikki Haley started calling her by her real first name, her Indian name. Of course, her parents are Indian. She's first generation American. And things are getting really, really ugly on a lot of different directions. Um, but you know what I want to play? I want to play actually Cut 21, because this is interesting. This is Dean Phillips, because if you think it's ugly on the Republican side, on the Democratic side, we forget that President Biden has a little bit of competition. Uh, he's got Dean Phillips, who's a member of Congress who's running against him. He also has Robert F. Kennedy. He's got a couple others out there uh, that could pull from him. But listen to this ad. This is Congressman Dean Phillips, again, who was running on the Democratic side. He's running, especially in New Hampshire, because uh, Biden and the DNC sort of forgave New Hampshire. So they jumpstarted it. They want to start their whole nomination process in South Carolina. So uh, Dean Phillips is going, "Uh, where are you, Biden? Why won't you debate me? Where are you? Uh, And he's disagreeing with him, saying he needs to get tougher on the border, too. Uh, I like a little bit more, definitely more of what we're hearing from Dean Phillips. But he put out one of the greatest campaign ads ever. And it's with a character that looks like Sasquatch. And listen to this. He says, where is Biden? Biden's MIA. This is a fellow Democrat going after Biden. You got to listen to this one. I'm something of an expert on elusive creatures. So I challenged myself to find President Biden in New Hampshire during this primary season. I thought I was good at hiding. So I asked around, have you seen Joe? I mean, how can you have tens of thousands of people looking for you all the time and not one person find you? I'd looked for him everywhere, even the Democratic primary debate. No, Joe. But I did keep seeing this guy. This guy, Dean Phillips, was everywhere. It's like he actually cared about what people were telling him. A politician that cares? Well, that's scarcer than Joe Biden in New Hampshire. I started to wonder, I mean, has Joe Biden even been here at all? Never did find Joe Biden. Now some big money super PAC is telling us to vote for him. Why write him in when he's written us off? I'm Dean Phillips, candidate for president, and I approved this message. That is a fellow Democrat going after Joe Biden. They're like trying to pretend like he doesn't exist because they don't want any competition to President Joe Biden. And meantime, as I said, Newt Gingrich, who was on earlier today on Cats and Cosby with me and the great John Katzenmatidis, we interviewed the former Speaker of the House and asked him who he thinks, if all things go ahead, he thinks Trump is going to seal the nomination and he believes Uh, This is who he might pick, the kind of person he might pick for vice president on his ticket. Take a listen. There'd be a huge advantage to pick a woman 
I think that that would help, frankly, soften his image, and I think it would help appeal to the suburbs. But I also think it has to be somebody who can be president. I mean, we've watched with Kamala Harris what it's like to have a vice president who couldn't possibly be commander-in-chief. So I hope he'll look first at, does the person agree with my values? And second, are they competent enough to be president? And then, you know, the truth is, vice presidents don't add much, but they can subtract. So Trump will win this in the end on his own. But I think that we have a number of very fine uh, women candidates uh, who who could, I think, be very good uh, partners with Trump in winning the election this year and helping profoundly change Washington. And that is an interesting point. And you know what I thought was really interesting where he said right there uh, that it has to be somebody who is ready to be president because that is a very important quality. Remember, President Trump uh, can only be one term because he had the term before. And also you look at Kamala Harris, who we were talking about earlier in the show, and you're going, oh, boy, uh, you don't want that. So you want somebody who people will go, wow, that person looks competent. That person looks good because then they could carry the mantle. If President Trump gets elected again, then they got somebody to go for the next round and to compete as president. So that's a very interesting point. Sometimes you say, "Okay, we just want somebody who's going to be there. Um, I think when President Trump picked Mike Pence, he wasn't thinking, "Okay, this person could be president sometime. He's thinking this person will be a good number two. And they got along up until January 6th. But um, I think in this case, he really does want someone who's a bit of a fighter, who's going to take the fight to the Democrats. And I also think somebody who people say, boy, that person is competent and ready to carry the mantle on and can contrast against Kamala Harris. There's going to be a VP debate. Remember, there's always the presidential debates, but there's always that one VP nominees uh, debate. So that will be interesting to see who will battle mano a mano with Kamala Harris. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sankar uh, from Brooklyn. What do you think, Sankar? I think first I want to talk about President Trump hand, if I may. Sure, I about, may be, about James Carville. He may be bruised at <laughs> playing golf. Oh, that's a good point. You're right. That's a great point. It could be that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, it's not the club. Yeah, because, it's yeah, not he the, had club. To hold the clubs. He <laughs> had to hold the clubs. So he bruised at playing club, um, golf. Uh, you know, by the way, people. maybe that's yeah. what Carville meant. It's clubs, not claps. Yeah. <laughs> claps. Yeah. Okay, I have four people for President Trump, if I may. Yeah, sure. I think pre- President Trump have one term, correct? Yes. Okay, to carry on the Trump name, I think he should pick one of his sons because they're very ambitious people. And they're very, they're good. He have very good children. So pick one of his son for vice president. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yes, because he could carry on the name and he will have President Trump at his side to guide him with the business, the business in President Trump. And, and Secretary of State, give Vivek a chance. Vivek is a fast thinker. He coming in with money. He could deal with the Middle East people. That's a good chance. If it's possible, Rudy Giuliani, um, attorney general, general. attorney general. Yep. Attorney general. Yep. So that's my five, four pick. His son, um, because they're very ambitious and they have been with him 
and he could guide him, let him be vice president. He could trust his son. He cannot trust the other people. Look how they messed him up in the first the first session that he had, the four years that gone. They messed him up. They didn't work together with him. Yeah, let you got. I be, agree. No, I agree. Yeah. You got to have somebody yeah. uh, that has the loyalty um, and that. They feel, um, you know, that and feels uh, a carries on his mantle that he trusts. Um, and there have been reports of the sons, you know, at least Donald Trump Jr. Uh, maybe having political ambitions. So who knows? Uh, that's an that's an interesting point. Um, I see. By the way, I see Sankar. I see Vivek more like somewhere in like commerce, uh, small business association, somewhere in the business space. Um, you know, commerce secretary, something like that. That's sort of my. Thought, but maybe I'm wrong. But that's sort of where I see him somewhere with tech and business and all that. Um, and you're right. He's done a- extremely well for himself uh, in a lot of ways. I agree. Let's go to Joaquin, uh, Pennsylvania. Your thoughts, Joaquin. Oh, Rita. Hey, I actually wrote a little serenade for you. Okay, let's hear it. It's why I while away each lonely night. The first one's name is Rita Cosby. Well, she's my horsey lie. The second one is prison, baby. The thought police is on my trail. And if they catch up with me or if they don't like what I say, I might spend my life in jail. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Joaquin, did you spend more than three seconds on that? <laughs> no, not really. It just came into my mind. Very good. My, hey, what do you think? Of, what did you wife. did you hear Sankar, by the way? Uh, wasn't sure about the clap or the clubs. What were your thoughts? Right, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say something about this. OK. I have recently gotten on medications, okay? And one of them in particular has given me some side effects. And I get these red spots that come up on my hand. And they don't appear sometimes, not even two hours after I take the medication, okay? And I got a funny feeling that that's what it is. And this stuff that they're trying to say about Donald Trump is a bunch of BS. And also to beware, beware of what's going on right now. Because when Jamie Dimon comes in, and the Davos people and the World Economic Forum people, they want to try and, you know, put their name behind Donald Trump. This is why we do not like Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. This is a covert operation to try and soil Donald Trump's name. Yeah, that's okay, an interesting because- point. Although, you know what, you know what, Joaquin, I don't see uh, like Jamie Dimon, the CEO, um, of course, of um, the head of J.P. Morgan. Uh, I mean, obviously, extremely successful businessman. I don't see him. It doesn't sound like he's like uh, campaigning for Trump. He's just was saying when the when the reporter said, hey, well, what about this? And he was like, wait a minute. You know, the economy wasn't that good, you know, was uh, better under Trump. It was doing well. The border was doing well. Uh, It sounded like more he was just more sort of matter of factly. It doesn't sound like he's going to where he's going to be advocating for him. But he certainly was defending his policies and said, listen, we can't start swiping at half of the country. It's like the basket of deplorables comment. And he said, I I don't think that that's good for the country. I don't think it's good for the world. I think it was more just kind of common sense. Um, So uh, but you're right. I mean, you wonder. But I don't feel like at this point it's some uh, covert concerted plan yet. Um, they still seem 99% of them in the tank, as you point out, for uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, but we'll see where it goes. Real quick, Joe from New Jersey, your thoughts. You have, a, I understand, a recommendation for VP. Yeah, real quick. Um, really, the person who promoted Donald Trump as well, and uh, also a governor, Governor Sarah Palin. She'd be able ah, to yeah, yeah. Be able to take the lead. Uh, everybody's sort of 
not forgetting about her, but she's she's the one that really has stunt, you know stood behind Donald and uh, and the conservative base, and she is uh, well, she's one of my heroes, and I think she would be awesome. I would love to see a Trump Palin ticket. Yeah, although remember last time it didn't really uh, seem to help. Uh, you know, McCain. Remember when she got added? It didn't really seem to help. Uh, you know, I, you know, and she did have some good zingers. Remember the whole uh, lipstick on a pig and all that stuff. Uh, the hockey mom. Remember uh, that was great. You know, she had some great lines when she did her speech. Uh, but it seemed, and also some of the reports, it seemed like they were undermining her at every single turn. Uh, but she is a sharp lady, and she's spunky. Um, you know, who knows? Just like you said, who knows? Um, you know, I could see her. I could, I could, I think that there's a couple really feisty. I think it's going to be a feisty gal. So I think we're all in the right, uh, right area there. Joe, thank you very, very much. And we're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. What do you think? Who should be VP? And what do you think of this Carville jumping on the bandwagon saying he thinks Trump has syphilis because he has some spots on his hand? Give me a break. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And now let's go to our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. And tonight, a very powerful story from Leo Minster, Mass., where veteran Charlie Milhans was named Veteran of the Year for his community for 2023. Milhans said it meant a lot to him to be named Veteran of the Year and was especially glad to be able to honor his wife of almost five decades. Quote, for the sacrifice she did to make our family a success and for the times that I was deployed away from her and the kids. The veteran served in the intelligence branch of the U.S. Army from June 1974 to February 1995, and he was stationed in a myriad of locations, including Fort Ord in California, Fort Sill in Oklahoma, and Fort Carson in Colorado, as well as being in Korea, Japan, England, and also Germany. When asked what he learned during his time in the military and what he took away from it, the 73-year-old veteran recounted his Army service. He said, I learned a lot about leadership, how to manage projects, and most importantly, I learned how wonderful our country is. What a great, great uh, message and how beautiful to honor this great veteran and how beautiful to see that he is honoring veterans, but also his incredible family. Uh, the families of our veterans do so, so much. And I always love doing our Support Our Heroes segment where we get to honor the best of the best. And everybody, be sure to support America's military and first responder heroes. Donate just $11 a month to the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Simply go online at t2t.org. That's T number two. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show.
they are throwing everything at President Trump and the Republicans. You heard at the uh, collapse and syphilis line uh, saying he's a threat to democracy. And then today we heard again from a number of members of Congress, including Jasmine Crockett, who says, well, guess what? The Republicans, all this stuff about shipping migrants to cities, it's all based on, you heard it, racism. Republicans are yelling that states don't have the tools to help with migrants, but rather than work with Democrats, Republicans are targeting communities of color and Democratic cities like Chicago, New York, and Philadelphia. And while they say that it's about Democrat-run cities, I do want to point out another similarity that they have. These are cities that are run by African Americans. So while I know that they love to pretend as if there are no racial undertones, it is just striking to me that we specifically are going after African-American-run cities. Who do you like, uh, you know, of all of these, you know, different things that are getting thrown out? You hear Kamala Harris throwing out, okay, it's a threat to democracy. You hear Carville with the claps. And now you got Jasmine Crockett who says it is all about race. Uh, each one of them's got a zinger. None of them are based in reality. Let's go to Denise, line two. Denise, uh, you can't make it up. It's like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. I know. And Rita, that's my exact focus. I think that, what is it, the seal from J.P. Morgan? I think he's right on target. It's time to just tune out all of this stupid rhetoric about clap and all the other trivia stuff and become razor-focused on the Democratic Party. We've got a Manchurian candidate in the White House that is feeble-minded. And isn't it interesting that Barack Obama and his wife, they're scared, and they finally came out of the closet. So I think that it's time not to put the cabinet together who's going to be vice president, but to keep a very close eye on the Democratic Party because they will stop at nothing. Yeah, I I agree. They are so desperate. Uh, they will not stop at anything. I agree. They'll they'll try. If they're going to try the claps, they're going to try anything. Let's go to Patty real quick uh, from New Jersey. Patty, your thoughts? Yeah, Rita, I don't even know where to start. First of all, I, I just think you're incredibly wonderful. But anyway. Thank you. Um, I just really am baffled by this whole country and what's happening and it's got me really upset. But anyway, I talk to people. I, I think I want to mention real quick, Carrie Lake, yeah, but, I think is wonderful. By the way, uh, we got to go to, uh, but call back tomorrow. I heard Carrie Lake. She is a fireball. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.